What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Confused World. This is your host, Matt. As always, everyone, subscribe, follow, and give us a five-star rating if you like the contents of this podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter for everything Confused World. So, uh, I came across a couple of articles. I don't know if you guys have heard what's going on down in uh, Mexico, but um, there's, there's basically the best way that I know how to put it is Mexico's version of uh, a terrorist group. And I'm not saying that Mexicans are terrorists. I'm not saying that at all. Don't, don't, don't twist that. What I am saying is that uh, the drug cartels down in Mexico, which I call Mexico's own terrorists. I mean, my personal opinion is they're worse than ISIS in some cases. Um, started this big old, big old war over the week. Um, this article that I'm going to go through uh, right now uh is going to explain some of that, but it's somehow connected to um, up in the Canada regions, like tourists and such. But the violence that just ensued was just absolutely nuts. So I found three different articles that we're going to go through on this. And uh, currently, like, I, my only question, and maybe some of you guys listening to this actually knows the answer to this. Because I'm, I'm not too... Uh, I what's the I'm not too uh, up on the knowledge so far as what some of the things that cartels are capable of because I know that they're capable of some pretty horrific stuff I mean obviously we're, we're starting to see that my question is is if you have a cartel drug leader and you have them arrested because I know that El Chapo's son called the mouse okay um, has been arrested several times. And if you've got this guy, why not just take him out? You know what he's capable of. You know what he's guilty of. I mean, we already took out El Chapo in the first place. So why not take out his son and the next person that starts leading the cartels after that? Because I've known, you know, I've, I've heard several stories saying that, um, you know, not just with El Chapo, but with also his son, the mouse, that after being arrested, like the cartels have gone up to the governments and said, basically, like, if you do not release them, then all chaos is going to ensue. And so, of course, they've let him go. Why not just take him out? Uh, it's just simple as that. Transport them to a different part of the country. Transport them to an area where the cartels have no chance on getting to them. And I know that's hard to do because the cartels are everywhere right now. And it's insanity. Or maybe just, I don't know, for what they've been arrested for, give them the death penalty. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. If you guys know the answer to this, like, you know how how these cartels are able to do this just with their leader alone definitely send me an email i'm i'm interested to learn this you can send it to me either at confuseworldpodcast@gmail.com or you can send it to me on instagram confuseworldpodcast but it's nuts to me the power that these cartels have in order to release one of their leaders it's insanity 
the the gangs here within California don't even have that much power. It's it's crazy to me. That something I, I I'm I'm wanting to look into because I mean I, I just don't understand it honestly. But let's get into this first article. This is coming from a website. I I will include all these uh, articles here in the uh, the show notes or the details, but. Um, this was published January 8th, so in Mazatlan, Mexico. The mayor of Mexico City caught up, uh, caught up in a wave of drug cartel violence last week, wasted little time reassuring Canadians and other foreign visitors that his city is safe for travelers. Edgar Gonzalez, in a video posted online by the city of Mazatlan's, uh, strolled through his, his city's historic center. On Friday, shaking hands and posing with for pictures with tourists. And, of course, they also have to give us a bunch of ads. Isn't that great? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, quoting, These same tourists, who are practically established in Mazatlan, are very confident, very calm. We see them in this historic center, relaxed, calm, no problems, not worried. They are in the restaurants... In the streets, in the galleries, on the boardwalk, everywhere completely relaxed, calm, end quote, Gonzalez said in a news release that was translated and posted on to, uh, to Facebook by a regional tra uh, travel organization. A number of Canadian tourists in the northwest area of Mexico had to remain in their hotels for several days after the arrest of major drug, uh, alleged drug cartel leader led to violence in their region. Some described the area as, quote, back to normal, end quote, on the weekend, while others suggested that, that the atmosphere of uneasiness persisted. Several air, airports that had closed due to the violence had reopened by Saturday, and flights resumed from Mazatlan to cities in western Canada, including Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. Global Affairs on Sunday continue to advise Canadian travelers in Sonola, the state where Mazatlan is located, to avoid the non-essential travels, quoting, due to high levels of violence and organized crime, end quote. But that exempted Mazatlan itself from the warning. Gonzalez noted that many tourists who visit the city return to live there, and that many or that they themselves defend and promote that Mazatlan is calm and should be visited. Quoting, it gives me a lot of peace and joy to see that everyone is on the streets, end quote, Gonzalez said in a news release. Alyssa Johnson of, on, uh, of Onward and Outward Travel in Edmonton said customers didn't seem to be put off by the news reports about the violence. Quoting, I think it's pretty isolated in one area, end quote, Johnson said. Noting she had just booked a trip to the Cancun area. Mazatlan also posted a news release that noted business associations stepped up to help travelers whose flights out of the region were delayed due to the events, providing a number of free hotels and meals. Priority was given to the low-income tourists, the elderly, and those with disabilities, the release stated. The violence followed the arrest of alleged drug trafficker Ovidio the Mouse Guzman 
who is the son of former cartel boss Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The Canadian government issued a shelter-in-place ad advisory on Thursday saying, uh, saying the widespread violence included burning cars, exchanges of fire, and threats of essential inf infrastructures, including airports. People who posted on social media groups from ex expats in Mexico said the violence was limited to an isolated area and that they felt the, adversary, uh, the advisories were just for precaution. Now, that, again, that it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me on why these these leaders of these drug cartels just have so much so much control of things. It's nuts to me. And we're going to get into that right now uh, on this next article coming from foxnews.com. And like I said, all these articles are going to be featured in the uh, you know the description of the uh, episode here. This is released January 9th. Mexico has revealed that 3,586 soldiers were used in the operation last week surrounding the capture of Ovidio Guzman, the son of jailed drug cartel kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The detention of, of yeah the detention of Guzman in the Sonola State on Thursday resulted in violent crashes with cartel members in its aftermath, leaving 10 Mexican soldiers and 19 cartel gunmen dead, the government, uh, or the Mexican government says. Guzman was wanted by U.S. authorities for years for allegedly contributing the surge of fentanyl flowing across the U.S.-Mexican border. Uh... His father used to run the Sonola cartel. Mexico's government also announced the capture of 26 rifles, 6 50 caliber machine guns, and 26 armored vehicles as part of the operation targeting the cartel. Quoting, Fortunately, we also have the support of the state government, Governor Rubian Roca, and municipal authorities. And all this allowed things not to be more difficult, dramatic, even though, because that there were clashes between criminals, between the authorities and the corporations of the army, the National Guard, the Civil Guard, and the criminal groups, or, and with criminal groups, excuse me, end quote, uh, says Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm sorry if I do. Um, Andreas Manuel Lopez uh, Obrador said Friday, quoting, We are very sorry to see, or we are very sorry for the losses of lives, of course, of those who have lost their lives in the line of duty, soldiers and members of the Guard. And we also regret all the loss of lives of the human beings who participated in these clashes, end quote, he added. You know, I... I have to say that I... The president of Mexico right now, he, he's got a lot on his shoulders to deal with. I mean, he, he, he honestly does. I don't think that, you know, us being here in the United States, I don't think that we see that. But that man has a huge, huge burden on his shoulders right now. 
I wouldn't, I, I personally, I would not want to be the president of Mexico. Not in the slightest. With everything that this man is having to face, like, no, 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 no. I, sir, I give you your dues. If this ever reaches into the areas of Mexico, I absolutely give you your dues. Because I, I wouldn't want to deal with this. I, uh, in, in full honesty, I would not want to deal with this. And if I had to, my first thing would be to take out the leader that I caught. With whatever means. Death penalty, um, make sure that that, I mean, whatever we even had to do to El Chapo to keep that dude in prison and the cartels not being able to reach him. That's what, I, honestly, that's what I would be doing. So, to the president of Mexico, dude, I give you your dues, man, because I, I, I wouldn't know how to handle this except for paying back violence. In all fairness, that's just that. I mean, I'm just being honest. We're gonna get into this next article here real quick. This is coming from uh, CBS News, and uh, this one isn't necessarily about. El Chapo. It's connected to El Chapo. And this was also released January 9th. Jose, uh, and again, I'm going to end up butchering this name uh, and I apologize. But Jose Rodolfo uh, Villarreal Hernandez, a Mexican car uh, cartel leader known as El Gato, who was wanted in the U.S. for his alleged role in orchestrating a 2013 murder in South Lake, Texas, has been arrested in Mexico, authorities have said. Villarreal Hernandez was detained in Mexico City. Um, in a tweet, Mexican authorities said that Villarreal Hernandez is, quote, requested by authorities of the United States of America for his probable responsibility in the crimes of interstate stalking and criminal association to commit homicide, end quote. Villarreal Hernandez was on the FBI's top 10 most wanted fugitives list for charges of interstate stalking and conspiracy to commit murder for hire, end quote. Charges that were fill, uh, filed against him in 2018. The 2013 slaying that uh, Villarreal Hernandez is alleged to have orchestrated targeted uh, Juan Jesus Guerrero Chapa, who is allegedly a lawyer for the notorious violent Gulf cartel or Gulf drug cartel uh, trafficking organization for an informant and an informant for the U.S. government. Uh, investigators believe that Villarreal Hernandez held a personal grudge against Chapa. Chapa was uh, was sitting alongside his wife in his Range Rover when he was shot at at least five times. Uh, marking South Lake's first murder in more than 10 years, according to CBS Dallas, to, uh, Dallas Fort Worth. Former United States Attorney Paul Coggins uh, told CBS Dallas Fort Worth that Villarreal Hernandez, or Hernandez's arrest sends a strong signal of cooperation between U.S. and Mexico. Quoting, What's that telling the cartel members? Is it, or it is not just from the bottom up, but from the top down as well, end quote, Coggins said. 
three other men have been previously indicted uh, on interstate uh, stalking and conspiracy to commit murder for higher charges in Chapa's killing. The United States has 60 days to begin the er, extradition process, Mexico authorities have said. Uh, You know... uh, The one thing that I basically have to say that I'm proud of is that um, at one point in time, okay, I I mean, I could be wrong on this, but this is just kind of how it seemed to me from my perspective, is that the president of Mexico, when Trump was in uh, was elected into office, did not want that the wall to be built that, you know, Trump was so insistent on. Okay, and I'm I'm sure that I'm sure the man had his reasons. Okay, obviously we butted heads a little bit there, but I'm glad to see that the U.S. and Mexico can can work together in order to get these people that you know these cartel leaders off of the streets. That's one thing I do have to say that I'm rather proud about. Um, but to see the amount of violence that is happening down in in Mexico, like that just, in all fairness, it saddens me because we see that we have not even us. I mean, obviously these, these cartel members are extremely, I, again, as I said, beginning of this episode, um, they are Mexico's terrorist group and they're not just going international. I mean, they're, they're, of course, they're coming into the U.S., but I'm not saying that they're going all over the globe. They are Mexico's biggest terrorist group. In all fairness, I mean, they are terrorizing their own country. And to see that, to see what the president of Mexico is having to go through, and of course, you know, and I'm glad that he's willing to work with the United States. I mean, I honestly am. I'm glad that we're willing to work with them. Because this, the the violence that's going, that's ensuing because of these cartels and especially with the, you know, with here in the United States, the rise of fentanyl use is insanity. I don't even want to think what the fentanyl use uh, numbers are in Mexico. I just don't. Because I can imagine it's twice, if, if not three times worse than what it is here in the United States. So, and these, these cartels are there, they're, they're having more power over certain areas than even their own government is, which is, which is hard to think about because that something like that wouldn't happen in the, I mean, I'm sure it has, I'm not saying that it wouldn't, but I mean, at current times that couldn't happen in the United States. I mean, it just, it just couldn't. So I give the fe- the federal government of Mexico their dues, man, because, I mean, we fought the drug war here in the United States for so long and we're still fighting it. We're still fighting it. Not as hard as they are having to in Mexico because a lot of, you know, it doesn't matter if it's coming from China or, you know, Korea or whoever. They transport all that into the cartels in Mexico. 
then the cartels in Mexico bring it here. Which is insanity to me, because poor Mexico, like, that country's getting a bad rep at some point because of all the, you know, all the, uh, not just drug traffickers, but the human traffickers just using Mexico as its, as its tunnel into the United States in, in, in a sense. And I, you know, I, I honestly feel for the Mexican government and I, you know, again, I give them their dues and I give the president of Mexico his dues because this is, this is a hard battle to fight, especially with such groups like the cartels that have such control on so much. It's, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. So what I'm going to ask all my listeners is if you are of the praying people, if you are a Christian and you believe in prayer, even if you're not a Christian, you believe in prayer, okay? I'm asking everyone listening to this right this second, put Mexico on your prayer list because those guys have a tough job. They're even tougher than us, way tougher than us. I know, I know they're definitely going on my prayer list, man. That's, that's no lie. But, uh, anyway, that's all I have for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, um, you know, also have one personal question, uh, or well, favor, I should ask, I should say, um, on these episodes, there's this little question mark or this little area that you can reply and, you know, kind of give your thoughts on the episodes. Definitely fill those in. Send me some replies, send me some comments, something on those. Because that way I can see how you guys are liking these episodes. Because it really means a lot to me to know how much, you know, it, the ways that these episodes are either impacting you or informing you. Okay, so definitely, if you see that little chance to respond and, you know, give your replies or your comments, please definitely do so. I will get them, and I definitely will respond to them. If you prefer to contact directly instead of just in the comments like that, definitely send me an email, confusedworldpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, confusedworldpodcast. And until next time, everyone, take care of yourselves and each other.